We go together like peas and carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders. Welcome to the Peas and Carrots Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Kayla. And uh, good to have you along for the ride this week, along yeah. in the vegetable patch. <laughs> Peas and carrots, vegetable yes. patch. You see what I, you see I, what I did, did there? I did, yeah. So uh, we have uh, stuff at the house rebelling against us, taking up arms against us and fighting back. Yeah, our ironing board got scrappy. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I guess it was like a week or a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I come in, I look down, and on the little area rug, there's like, there's a nut, you know, like it's, and it, and it screws onto a bolt. And I'm like, so I pick that up. I'm like, well, what is this from? And we don't have anything. And I look up at the light fixture. It looks fine. Looks fine. And, you know, there's no nut there that it would screw onto, nothing like that. And I'm like, so I check the desk chair. And nothing there. Nothing's loose. It's a little wooden chair. There's nothing loose on the chair. So, so this is. So I sat with that for like two days, and then you show up. I, I'm walking in with groceries, and a little um, washer. I guess it's called a washer. <clears throat> sticks to the bottom of my foot, and I'm like, "Where did that come from?" So the mystery continues, and then fast forward so to Sunday is, morning. Well, this is plaguing me because now, yeah, I'm you're thinking, starting to think the house is literally like, falling is apart. There, like, what is falling apart in this house? <laughs> That I don't know about. Well, Sunday morning, I'm getting ready to iron a skirt for church. I go to set up the ironing board, and it just collapses flat to the carpet. And you looked at me and went, well, now we know what's falling apart. (laughs) And that's where the... Those things came from the washer. So we need a new ironing board. And it was very reminiscent of my college days where I had to sit on the floor and just iron on a board laying on the carpet so yeah, and yeah we've tried to put the iron board back together but it's bent something that, like, you can't get yeah, the pieces back i just want to publicly admit i didn't fight the ironing board i don't use the ironing board i mean all i did was iron so what i wear yeah. either goes to the dry cleaners or it's wrinkled one or the other <laughs> i do just i don't this girl needs an ironing board well, so we'll be working on that god bless you so we went to a barbecue we did july 4th weekend with we did with it was church. lovely but we realized we're in a generation gap yeah this kind of hurt what well it it, hurt it stung you. for me yeah because we realized that we are becoming the older generation in our church there's a whole new group that the things that they talk about the things that that are important to them we just sit there and smile and nod and we've become those people which is not bad it lends to learning and staying curious about the next generation but yeah it does help me understand how there are generational wars or mm. there's generational tension uh in churches and also in like society because an older generation may want to cling to the way things have always been right but, but they bring fresh ideas and yes, fresh perspective yes. and but just listening to them talk about the shows that they like and 
the books that they read, something that you've taught me, because again, this really flexed my introvert muscle. And so you have prepared me to be social and taught me like certain questions you can ask that, okay, fellow introverts, if you just ask someone about, you know, what's your comfort show or what book are you reading? And it was just very fun, but very interesting listening to some of their responses. I learned something a long time ago is that if you make the other person the center of the conversation, they will never grow bored. Yeah. Because people And it takes the pressure off people like me. People love talking about themselves. They absolutely love it. So ask them questions about themselves. Yeah. Just sit there and listen. And they will leave believing and knowing that that that, that, that you care. Absolutely. And so. also be okay with becoming the older generation. So, yeah. So, it's all about the hat. We did not have to bring this up today. This oh, not, but we did. This, this has did been not, a running theme at no, our house. We did not have to bring this up today. Okay. I went to... Uh, my annual dermatology appointment Mm -hmm. that was now going to become annual and I had some different skin tags removed. Uh, And then I had, um, you had some precancerous spots on your, well, they could become potentially cancerous on your bald little head. I had two on my head, one on my (laughs) ear and she froze them off, Uh which hurt by the way. I'm sorry. So They're looking much better. She said, now do you, she says, are you tough or do you need some uh, anesthetic? <laughs> well, being a guy, what am I going to say? No, I'm tough. I wanted to you regret sc- that, don't I you? I wanted to scream like a monkey. But the result of this appointment was she told you, you needed to start wearing a wide brimmed hat. Mm. So Go you ahead. went on a search this for a hat. Sto- you love this store. Go okay, ahead. I'm sorry. I tried so hard not to. I ordered to- a hat from Amazon, which said it was for men. No. It came in. It was very much for women. And I just could not let you go out. The in outer this hat. of the hat was a very neutral color. It was. But the under brim was a very floral. I think yeah. they sent you the wrong hat. Well, Seriously. even the ad on Amazon had a nah. guy wearing well, it. Well, okay, but I knew you were not going to wear this hat. And so it even like the shape of it was very it to, yeah this was very floppy yeah very, so needless to say that hat was returned and why do you like this story so much because <laughs> the look on your face I couldn't believe it and I tried so hard not to laugh I said actually no I didn't I said baby is this a is this a men's hat no. <laughs> <laughs> So after multiple attempts, you now have a very nice I got a couple. Sunproof hat. Yeah. So yeah. I gotta keep my head covered, keep my ears covered. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. She says I have delicate skin. My little delicate flower. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> All right, we're gonna use the word here. Don't get offended. But it's actually a better word than what is used in the book. Okay, so. it's called a crappy first draft. Yes. A crappy first draft. And we're going to talk about crappy first drafts. What are they? How to deal with them? And also how to identify with them. But it comes from a book, um, Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. 
Such a good book. If you are a leader or if you have influence if you're anywhere, a person, listen if to you're this. a person, read this book. Yeah. So I'm not going to share the whole story because okay. it's a little long, but it's called The Ham Foldover Debacle. And Brene Brown shares a story about how she was really, really busy. She decided that in within a three-week period, she would launch a new company, go on a book tour, and skill up 1,500 people who were trained in who's her it, work. Who's, who's that sound like? You. Okay. So fast forward, her husband comes home, and he makes the comment as he opens the refrigerator we don't have any lunch meat in this house. And her reaction is, what did he just say? She clenched her jaw, tightened her fists. I can't believe he would be so crappy. In her mind, what she heard was, you are a failure because there is no lunch meat. And you are a loser and you're dropping the ball as a wife, as a mom. So her response was, I bet if you point west and go about a mile and a half, you're going to run into a Heb grocery store. I bet if you go in there and give them your credit card, they'll give you a bag of ham. Um, okay. Come to find out that all he really wanted was a ham sandwich, and they didn't have he any wasn't ham. Criti- he wasn't criticizing her. He wasn't even upset with her. These are the things she had to sit with. The story she was telling herself, the story she was making up, and the story that she was believing as a result of all that. And so that is how it was called a crappy first draft. Uh, For me, this is what a crappy first draft is. Something happens or else you hear something. Yes. And then you interpret what's happening instantly. Well, in her case, she even goes on to say, I'm only half a leader, half a mom, half a wife, half a daughter. I'm disappointing every single person in my life. I'm doing so many different things. I can't do a single one of them well. And so she got sucked into her own, like, belief of all of that, literally because her husband said, we have no ham. Yeah, he says, we have no ham. He made a factual statement. She then interpreted that as he is... Criticizing, criticizing me. me, which means I'm a bad wife. I'm mm-hmm. a bad mother. I haven't provided. I haven't gone and gotten groceries. Yeah. Have, and was that his intent? Not at all. So they thankfully, they end up talking through it. But how many of us do this? How many of us take an innocuous comment that someone has made? Or a Facebook post or yes, a Twitter post and make it or an about Instagram. us? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So... What happens then is that because of a Facebook post or Twitter thing or an Instagram post or whatever, or you're having a conversation or you're in a text group or you're texting with somebody and they make a statement, you then interpret that statement. Instead of allowing the statement to rest, to be what it is, it gets interpreted into a crappy first draft, Yep, which then is... I'm a horrible person. I've done X, Y, Z, and I sh- blah blah blah, and it and it devastates you. Yeah, this is the part that really stung for me and for a lot of us. 
you make yourself the center of something that has nothing to do with Amen. you. Amen. Out of your own fear or scarcity, only to be reminded that you are not the axis on which the world turns. It's not just one of the oldest maneuvers in history. It's how our brain is at work. Ironically, it's trying to keep us safe. So, yeah, I mean, it's become, I will say this, for us as a couple and for our organization, it has become ingrained in us to step back and say, okay, is that actually what that person said? Is that actually what that read? Or have you gone to a place where you need to go back and have a conversation to unpack some things Mm. because you might be sitting with a novel that you have written that is a complete rabbit trail, has nothing to do with what the person was trying to communicate or what they were. Okay, I'm going to give an example of this. Oh, dear. Monday evening, we we were up late for us. We had gone to a church. Yeah. We had gone to our church home group function and uh, there was a little barbecue and then people came over. And, and it was fireworks. It was, there was yeah. fireworks. Okay. And then, so we left there about 830. Yeah. Came home and then we watched more fireworks on TV till about 1030. Now that's late for us. Yeah. I have to get up early on Tuesdays to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So we're out of the house usually six thirty, so I can be at the gym at seven. I drop, and you wanted to come in and work early that day because we had Monday right. off. I wanted to be at the office early. So, so a friend of mine who uh, who is a mentor sent me uh, this little booklet on on how to do something. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and I had something I had wanted. Well, I get this booklet, and I just read through the booklet. And I'm like, I am just a failure. I have not. And I even talked to you about this. Yeah. I said, I haven't done this. I haven't done that. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. I said, he must think that I just suck at this, that I'm just a failure. And I remember you even stopped me and said, B, do you think that that was his intent? Do you think his intent was to say, Brian, you're a failure. You did the X, Y, Z. And I said, well, that's not the point. And uh, so I was actually fighting to stay <laughs> in my crappy first draft. Yeah. So. And we all do it. Yes. Yeah. We, we and so. We've got to have the courage to own what is truth versus what could be a feeling. Mm, preach. Or perhaps even our own interpretation ba- based on past experiences or interactions and that's where follow-up conversations and owning our piece of this is so important the good thing is within a couple of hours you had walked off the ledge you were a lot calmer about it you owned that this person well first of all there are facts that you can go to to combat the feelings this person values you right as a leader this person wants to help you have a broader understanding of certain things and when you can sit with those truths the feeling that you suck or that you're failing becomes diminished because you can keep going back to what you know as truths and that i think is where we conquer crappy first drafts Mm -hmm. is owning 
okay, am I acting this way with this person because this is what I experienced with someone else in a similar situation? So my mind is... That's wisdom. Or am I just in a really bad mood and Mm. I'm seeing everything through a particular lens today? So yeah, it's... It's something for all of us to consider, and it, it's for us, it's saved a lot of fights when we own, okay, perhaps I need to stay, take a step back and really assess, why am I lending towards this thinking? Now, let me say this. You need to give yourself a little time. Yes. In other words, you might sit with a crappy first draft for an hour or two or three. Mm-hmm. And, but you need somebody in your life mm. who can speak to you and help you see the world rightly. Yes. And say, have you considered this? Now, just, now let me say this. Wisdom is not showing up five minutes after this all hit and saying, hey, you're, not, you're looking at this wrong. No. You need to give, like for us... I need to give you time to breathe, and you need to give me time sure. to breathe. It could be a few hours or even a day to let the person work through and unpack what's going on. Now, for me, I want to get through this as soon as possible mm-hmm. because I don't want to waste energy on this. Now, that's my – and that trips us up sometimes because I want you to get through this as quickly as possible. And I process differently than yes, you do. Yes, you do. You, yeah. you like to verbally process things, so we'll sit down and we'll have a conversation. And whereas me, I'm over it, done, move on. Because mm-hmm. for me, it doesn't, it's just two different personalities, I guess I could say. Yeah. It's like, well, that, that isn't going to, you know, that isn't going to help me. So I'm going to leave it there and move on. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that it, that, it, that it won't plague me. Sure. Well, sure. But, but at the end of the day, look at the track record of the person that you're engaging with, are they a person that is typically out to cause harm or criticize? Or are they someone that you know genuinely loves you, wants the best for you? So it's highly likely that the novel you've written in your head is not really the truth that they're trying to portray for you. For me as a leader, I invite criticism from those that I serve with. Yeah. I want to know what I'm doing wrong. I want to know what is wrong with the organization. I just left a meeting with uh, one of uh, the leaders of PAR, uh, and he runs one of our largest networks. And so I said to him, I said, what are we doing wrong? Mm. What What am I doing wrong? Well, what is, what is, what is it I should fix? I want to hear that, and I, and I try to build trust so I can get that. That's... And if he says something to me, that isn't a crappy first draft. That's a fact. Sure. How I feel about what he said is something different. Sure. So. Yeah. So there we go. A lot to chew on there. So be alert of your crappy first drafts because, honey, now not everything is about you, me, or us. You know what I'm saying? Amen. All right. Here we go. Some things we wish would go away. Can I, can I, I'd like to start. Oh. Kale. <laughs> I can't stand the taste. You wasn't expecting that word. No. Kale. I don't. I don't like. Uh, I'm not a fan of kale. 
Well, if we're talking foods, Brussels sprouts. Don't who's, at me. Who's I don't care if you roast them, fry them, boil them, whatever. We went to the grocery store the other day in the, back, in, in the chip aisle. And listen, I don't use a lot of potato chips anymore. But in the chip aisle, there are plantain chips. Who thought this was a good idea? And then there's also <laughs> seaweed <laughs> chips. Now that I cannot get behind. Mm-mm. Well, apparently they have found a type of seaweed that tastes just like bacon. Never going to know. Mm-mm. Nope. But some things that we wish would go away. Keyboard warriors. This just happened in our world in the last... Well, it's been a thing for so many of us. I wrote a book, which hit number one on Amazon. And I went on a book tour and traveled a lot of different places had a bunch of other tour stops planned, and then the and then the pandemic hit. I wrote a second book about my dad. It didn't do great. We have the podcast. Uh, we're leaders, and we write blogs for the different industries. And so, it all of it lends to people thinking that they have a right to criticize. Yes, state their opinion. Yes, and I don't care who you are if you have a social media account. You may say the sky is such a beautiful blue today, and some internet troll is going to come back and say, you're an idiot. Or, how do you know that? And it just never ends in some situations. I block people. That's all you can do. uh, The reason I was sharing that earlier is to say, is because of all that, there are people who follow us that we've never met. Yeah. That we don't know. And some of them have been very good, kind, engaging. Gracious. And, yeah. You know, and I appreciate them. There sure. are others who uh, who have been critical of me and my size, mm-hmm. of my health journey, that I haven't lost more weight than I have. I've only been at this 13 weeks. and But really what all of that lends to with keyboard warriors is they are so unhappy with themselves. Mm-hmm. They spend an inorbitant amount of time. Making other people feel bad about themselves. And if you say something positive about Jesus, you know, or positive about this over here, then this person's going to bring this up. And it's really, I'll just go there. For me, I'm sick of the American nationalism stuff. I'm I'm sick of it. Mm. I'm I'm just going to say this one time, and y'all can email me. The Constitution is not divinely inspired. The Bible is. That's all I'm going to say. Scripture trumps everything else. Yeah. Okay. Follow Jesus. But and you see this on on the social on social media. It's yeah. just given everybody If it's not something that we would sit across a table from someone at a restaurant or over coffee and share, let's not hide behind our screens and say the nastiest things that we can imagine. Mm. And be internet trolls. Mm. What's another thing that needs to go away? Mask wars. Oh, please, yes. Debate. I don't think we even need to go any further than that. Just Just let people be who they're going to be and do what they want to do. I mean, if there's somebody who's fighting cancer and you just... You never see anybody saying, well, I don't think you should take chemo. That's of the devil. I don't think you should take this particular... Uh, 
drug to 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 fight your cancer if you are not walking around in their skin then hush. let them make the decisions yes. they need to make either way i mean it's it's totally their call Just, to decide what's right or wrong in that situation and if there's somebody who says something that is just crazy somebody who's just out there on the fringe my advice is this don't highlight that person absolutely don't Don't, feed it don't give them a broader stage yeah yeah because then you attract even more crazy just move on by it yep move on uh for me as well breaking news every five minutes yeah it's gotten a little out of hand you know an airplane down in Miami had a flat tire when it landed. I don't need to. That's not breaking news. <laughs> unless you're on the plane, it's not breaking plane, news. It's fine. Yeah. Now, if there's a hurricane hitting or there's a major incident somewhere. Which, sadly, there is a lot of there's breaking a lot news. Of, there's but crazy. Our but, brains can't handle the constant cycle of, yeah. I just, I don't need to know all this mess. You? Well, this is a little superficial, but... I'm at the age, I suppose, where I'm over fads, from fashion to diets to who's in to who's out. I'm just done with all the fads. I I guess because I've grown comfortable in my own skin. I know what works for me as far as exercise. I know what clothes I like to wear. I know. I know the people that I like. Like, exactly. So I'm done with fads. I never... I'm trying to figure out if I ever was a fad guy. I mean, I'm an Apple guy. Is that a fad? Because they're still around. Mm, I don't know that I would call it a fad, but you're definitely influenced by Apple products. Yes. So I don't know what that makes me. Smart, I hope. Okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all this I find frustrating. All of this I find aggravating. And I'm often reminded that perhaps the pain and mess of this world is a reminder of the peace and joy of a world that is to come. Mm. So scripture even says that this world groans under the curse. Adam Mm. and Eve sinned. It sent the entire world under a curse. And Paul writes in Romans that this world groans underneath that curse. Mm. Therefore, I think the reason why all this mess exists for part of it is to push our hearts to long for heaven. Yeah. Because do we not try to make this place heaven with as much comfort? Sure we we do. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's something I hope that Brian never gets over that perhaps Mm. that's why we get a little restless here. Oh no. It's just just a thought. It's a good point. Well, no, I, hey, uh, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. <laughs> so, hey, would you be so kind as, as to subscribe to our podcast? Simply search the Peas and Carrots podcast wherever you get your podcast, or you can visit our website at peasandcarrots.com. You know, we should put up some different recipes with peas and carrots. Okay. Y'all should see the look I'm getting right now. Like, you have. You lost. act like I cook a lot. 
Anywho, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for the Peas and Carrots podcast. You may actually learn a little this or that about us in a recent video that we did. So it was fun. You'll figure out who the stubborn one is. I love you. (laughs) For more about the Peas and Carrots podcast and to reach out to Brian and Kayla, visit peasandcarrotspodcast.com. Get quick encouragement on the go with your encouraging five-minute podcast. It's a weekly dose of encouragement to start your week off right. Search your encouraging five-minute podcast today.